Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Downtime with Jacob and Greg. I'm Greg. I'm Jacob. In this episode, we're going to talk about the trends in technology and how it's evolved um, so far and where it's going to go. We'll see you right after this intro. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, so like we said, we're going to talk about technology. So technology has evolved a lot since we were kids. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've always grown up with technology, though. Yeah, it's always been around in the house. I remember whenever I was young, I had this big clunky computer mm-hmm. you know, that my dad had that I guess he bought at some point. And then, I hope he didn't steal it or no, anything. I mean, <laughs> no, I don't think he stole it, but um, it's just, you know, everything piece of technology that we've had has just gotten smaller and smaller throughout yeah. the years. I noticed that too. And then like two years ago, they started getting bigger with it. Or not two years ago, but like maybe five years ago, they started getting bigger with it. Like with iPhones and yeah. they used to be really small and now they're getting a little bigger. And I think what it is is that people are watching movies and stuff on their phones now and so they want more screen. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's nuts, like, way back in the day before we were even a thought, probably, yeah. computers took up a huge room. Yeah. And now... Besides a school bus. Yeah. And now my iPhone is a computer. Yeah. Like, it can do everything any other, like, traditional desktop can do. Oh, yeah. Um, minus the keyboard. Minus the keyboard, and, like, if it's something for... If it's for something specific, like... CAD software, video editing. I mean, you could do some of that, but yeah. like it's not as powerful as like an actual computer would be. But it's still, like, it's still pretty amazing. You could still do some of the things. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, so speaking about iPhones, let's go ahead and jump into like smartphones. Um, so I remember growing up, I had. It's it's weird. I don't know if you can relate to this, but in second grade, I had uh, a phone. Um, in the second grade? Yeah, second grade. Just because I had to take the bus, oh, okay. and my, my parents wanted to make sure that I was okay at all times. No, my uh, I, get, I didn't get my phone until I was uh, 13. 13. Yeah, so, so what is that? Middle school uh, age? Middle school-ish, like right before high school. Okay. Um, And it was, like, I, I mean, I would go home on the bus and before I got my phone, hmm. and, uh, yeah, I mean... My parents just knew I was, where I was going to be. I didn't really sneak out. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I mean, like, I'm not going to incriminate myself. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> like, there would be times like, if my friend was home and he was in, like, he lived in the neighborhood down. Like, I would go down, sure, but right. Um, I would just have to be back before my parents were back. That way, they knew I wasn't gone. Yeah. What was what was your first type of phone? It was a slide phone. It was uh one of those slide uh. Samsungs with a keyboard and a small screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a, it a flip up? Like it had the keyboard, but you had to flip up, or yours uh-uh. was slide? It was a slide. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't get my first smartphone until I was 16, mm. and that's only three years ago. Wow. Yeah. You're only 19. I am only 19. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, We've talked about this like before. Yeah, you're right. Talking about how I'm a youngin'. <laughs> I just forget. Um, but yeah, mine was mine was a flip phone, my first one, uh, a red flip phone. It had um, before you flipped it open, it had a little dial thing that you can move, and that was to control the volume. It was very weird. Was it like a skinny little phone? Like it was skinny, and then you slid up the. No, it wasn't oh. a slide up. It was a flip up. Oh, okay. So like you would flip it up, and then you would have the the numbers number pad. Yeah, and um, T nine texting. T9 
T9 texting WhatsApp. Like where you type the letters out individually? Yeah, like so you, yeah. like if you click the number one three times, you, then you could get to the C. Yeah. So it was very different times from what it is now. Um, and I don't remember when I got my first smartphone. It must have been must have been in high school, I think. Well, see, for me, it was a big deal because, I mean, I had had an iPod Touch. Oh, same. I had the fourth gen, and then I got the fifth gen iPod Touch, and then, like, that was just everything to me. Yeah. Like, I had apps and stuff on it. Those had cameras, right? Yeah. My my iPod Touch, I think it was Generation 3, so I didn't have the camera. That didn't have the camera, no. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that was, like, my taste of smartphones. And then it wasn't until, ironically enough, I started driving that I got, like, I was able to get a smartphone. Well, I got it before I started, like, driving full-time, uh-huh. but, like... It sounds I, dangerous. Yeah. Like, my parents, like, I told my parents repeatedly that I wouldn't be on my phone. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, of course, like, there are times that I take calls. Nothing else. Right. But um, I, I'm very careful with how I use my phone in my car mm-hmm. now because there have been close calls. Um but it's just, you know, it, it was weird, 16, getting a smartphone and able to drive. Mm-hmm. It was like my parents were trying to set me up to fail Yeah, with that, weird. but, like, I didn't. I think I, I think I surprised them a little bit, honestly. Yeah. So did your parents ever have the BlackBerry? My dad did for work because he worked at a cell phone company, okay. U.S. Cellular. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, after the recession, and he lost his job. Uh, he had been going to school. to uh, He got his associates. And then... Uh, he got a job in Galax, Virginia, and in Wilkesboro, North Carolina, and Mount Airy, North Carolina. Hmm. Uh, so he was general manager of three stores, so he was driving constantly. And uh, at first he had a BlackBerry, um, and then it, it went into just uh, uh, a different smartphone, I think. Yeah. So the BlackBerry was definitely for the business type of person. Yeah. It wasn't for your average Joe. Because I remember my mom, she had the BlackBerry, and she would always just use it for, like, checking emails and stuff. Yeah. And that was the first time you could actually check your email on a phone. Well, check your email efficiently. Right. Like, you could do it, but it just wasn't fun on any other phone. Yeah. And I remember back in the day with, like, my flip phone, there was an internet feature. But if you ever hit it, you would be scared because it would charge you if yeah. you use the internet like that. Yeah. So I, uh, I always didn't use the internet because mm-hmm. I didn't want to have this like cell phone charge and my parents were like what did you use this for <laughs> yeah um but now well, my dad had the blackberry uh and you know whenever he wasn't using it for work I played brick breaker on it do you ever use your mom's phone to play brick breaker I did I, I love that game like I don't know what it is but it's just it's something about being a kid and using your parents like you know fun things right and like even though looking back on it like a blackberry is kind of boring mm-hmm. um well it's got a, a a physical keyboard on yeah. it, which is what a lot of people actually miss nowadays. I like if a smartphone came out with a slide keyboard, I would totally be fine with it now. Yeah, they've got um, BlackBerry did with the BlackBerry Priv, right? Um, and it, you know it worked out kind of well, but you know people just weren't ready to go back to that nostalgia again. Yeah, I guess so. So speaking about nostalgia and like flip phones and stuff have you seen the the new phones that are coming out which are smartphones but they fold have you seen these yeah so the galaxy fold um Mm -hmm. motorola is coming out with the new razor right um i don't like the new razor thing because it while it's cool that it's a traditional flip phone um it flips um vertically Mm -hmm. um it has a terrible camera on it and it's 
only um, there's no front facing camera. Yeah, it's only to take pictures of other things. And it's like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, which like no one. I feel like for review sake, people might you know buy it and then probably sell it or like send it back. But right. so the whole the whole screen um, is touch screen and it yeah. folds and it folds. Yeah, folding phones. I'm not excited for. Me either. I and I don't want any part of it. There are phones that you know. It's one phone, but you can put it onto a device that adds a second screen. Like LG is doing this uh, phone where it's like that, hmm. um, and it has a second screen attached to it, but it's separate from the actual phone. I don't and, think I follow. Um, so, like you know, with a book, right. right? You open the book. There are pages on two sides. Okay. So you put the phone in this like book esque cover. Okay. And there's a screen on both the left and right sides. Oh, I so see. So think about like um. Think about like a DS mm-hmm. uh, screen on both sides. Yeah. It's like full touch screen on both sides. Okay. Um, but the main phone is separate from from that from feature. The, yeah, from the feature. Okay. And I think people could easily adapt to that. It's a folding phone, but it's not the whole screen. Right. Um, you can separate it anytime you want to, and you know it's it's helpful for productivity mistakes. So so just to make sure I'm understanding, it's kind of like having an iPhone and an iPad. Is it kind of like that, where you take your iPhone and then you hook it up to your iPad? Well, it's just it adds a second screen to the phone. Okay. Basically. Oh, uh, okay. So, like, whenever you put up, I mean, I guess technically, or, like, whenever you have your laptop and you hook it up to a TV. Okay. Except they're both the same size. Got you. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of cool. So, I don't know. I am I kind of want to mess around with that, see how I would like it. Um, I think it would help productivity-wise, you know, have your calendar... Uh, and have like a video or music going on your phone and then have your laptop with work. Yeah, so let me ask you that. Like, I know for me, um, I don't keep a traditional planner. Like, I don't write anything down like that. Right. But I'll put my stuff in my digital calendar. So how do you how do you organize your stuff? Um, short answer is I don't. But <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, whenever I have something important to do, I will put it in my, my Google Calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's extremely important i will write it everywhere and put it to where like i'll see it whenever i get up or something yeah so i'm still in the like i call myself an old soul where i like to write things down whenever i can which um, is really funny that you say that i know i just interrupted you no, but go ahead. um but we'll we think that we're older because we're not using technology yeah we think that's an older concept but really Technology has only expanded in the last what twenty years, twenty five years. Yeah. So with the internet coming in, we're close yeah. to that age. Yeah. I mean, uh, of course, like you see older people who don't like technology because you know they think it's stealing jobs or whatever mm-hmm. from actual human beings, which it is. I mean, it's it's I, just creating different jobs. Yeah, it's creating different jobs for the future. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of trying to remember stuff like uh, on my phone. Uh, the laptop I got recently had a stylus that comes with it, and I feel like that's going to be more helpful with me adapting to, like, using technology to write stuff down. Because mm-hmm. with my phone, it doesn't have a stylus, so, you know. You just use your finger. Uh, and that's just not efficient. Yeah. Um, because I have fat fingers. So it's <laughs> like I can't write things down properly, but with the stylus on my laptop, just writing it down, I can take notes, have a calendar going, different things like that. Yeah. But I also want to buy an iPad because it's even more condensed down. You know, it's really funny. I I really love the idea of an iPad, Mm -hmm. but I've had an iPad in the past and never used it. So I don't know what it is for me of 
I guess I have an iPhone and I have a laptop so that I use those and I don't really see the need for an iPad. Um, but it's weird that I love the idea of the iPad, but I never actually use it. I like the idea of the new iPads, like with the Apple Pencil and things like that. Okay, yeah. It's, um, it's for the creative person. Yeah, or you know, if, you're, if you don't want to have notebooks carried around all the time, right. you have it all one there. Uh, you have it all on there with like OneNote and things like that. Um, which is what I use on my laptop to help write stuff down. Yeah, if I really need to remember it. Um, I don't know. It's interesting to see, like even now with, you know, we're we're both in a communication program mm-hmm. uh, right now, and we're using uh, these editing softwares. And you think back to before we even get knew what Adobe Audition was and things like that. Yeah. We used Windows Movie Maker. Did you ever use that? No, I used or iMovie. iMovie. Well, same thing. It's right? just Apple's Apple's version. Yeah. So, it's just interesting to see how um, people adapt to these newer, better editing softwares. Where I remember whenever I was a kid, like Windows Movie Maker was way above my head. Yeah, and there's definitely a learning curve going into any of these programs. Yeah. Um, and you, you bring up a good point. Like you said this a little earlier, but it's also changed the workforce a lot. Yeah. Um, I feel like nowadays, if you're not very tech savvy, it's really hard in your industry because um, everybody uses computers. There's yeah. there's not really there's, – there's things that you have to file with paper. Of course. But every th- industry that I could think of uses some type of tech in it. Unless, unless they're Amish. Yeah, that's true. Like the really, the Amish people are like the only ones that really refrain from technology. And even then, there are more modern Amish people that use power tools. But right. like even that is just like, meh, like it's not computers and things like that. Yeah, but it, some of them even use a cash register. Yeah, um, that'd be considered technology. That's kind of a computer. Yeah, it's just it's a, got a computer. It's a simple it. computer. Yeah, it pops up the numbers on the screen. Yeah, and. It's weird to see how there are still, you know, 2019, about to be 2020, still societies in the world where technology is not prevalent. Like there are tribes in the Amazon or different things like that where, you know, they are so secluded that, like, the governments of the country are like NATO, Mm -hmm. not NATO, the U.S., whatever it is, like the world organization that... All the leaders. I don't know the what's UN. Going. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, I, I got a minor in political science. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> fun, fun facts with Greg right there. Um, the UN, like you know, they put in these rules and regulations of like we have to protect the outside world from going in, but mm-hmm. the outside world, like you know, the inside world doesn't know the, what we're trying to do. And it's interesting to see how like there's that kind of protection without any communication. Right. Um, uh, but technology has definitely expanded communication. Definitely. Um, I know that there was a time where it was it was just phone call, and I remember FaceTime coming into existence, or mm-hmm. even Skype. Um, Skype was the big one. Yeah, Skype was the first one. I th- well, the first one I can remember. Yeah. Um, but it was just interesting that you can now see somebody that may be hundreds, if not thousands, miles away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really, really crazy. So whenever I first got my iPod, the fifth generation, I think, is when I really use FaceTime. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't like 
having to position the camera though to where it's like makes me look good. Instead. You got to find your angle. Yeah. Um, where like if it's with Skype or something, I have a webcam to set up and I can just do whatever. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, I feel like FaceTime is more intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's just two friends being goofy or something. Yeah. I know like in my day-to-day life, um, just to talk about trends a little bit, uh, I use my smartphone all the time. Right. Like I, I have an Apple Watch. I get notifications all the time. It'll vibrate my wrist. Right. Um, and I'm just checking it constantly. So um, in my fraternity, we have this thing called a retreat where we get away for a little bit and we go to a cabin. We have no Wi-Fi there. Um, and I really love it because I don't have to worry about my phone. I don't wor- have to worry about these notifications. I feel like constantly in life nowadays, it's, oh, who's messaging me? What do I need to look at? Um, keeping up with social media. Um, that's a whole nother topic that we can get into with social media. Yeah. But it's just constantly making sure you're up to date on things. Yeah, so I recently went to a concert and... Uh, you know the singer of this uh, band Tool. Mm. Uh, he's a very private person, and the, the rule was is that you don't have your cell phone out at all. Um, at the concert. At the concert. Okay. And it was refreshing because, like, you know, well, the main thing was don't record or take pictures, mm-hmm. right? And like, I had texted like a little bit during it, but other times I was just invested in the music. And if there's like a break between songs, I'd be like, check my phone real quick and like see if I have to message back. If not, it's going back in the pocket. Right. Um, it was refreshing not having to hold my phone up and just like stay recording like constantly or like yeah. I was actually experiencing the concert. Exactly. But then at the last song, he was like, all right, North Carolina, it's been real. You can take out your stupid smartphones for the song. <laughs> and you just see this wave of blue fill, it, like fill up the arena because uh. people were so excited to get their phones out. Yeah. And I I mean, I got my phone out to record other people getting their phones out because it was That's hilarious. Funny. Yeah. And like it, you just see blue screens everywhere, like immediately going towards the stage. Isn't that annoying, though? Like on Snapchat, I'll go on like stories sometimes. And it's the entire concert. Yeah. It's like, did you even watch the concert or did you watch the concert through your phone? I was guilty of that uh, for my first rap concert I went to. Um, Uh, I saw Amine. He's a great, great artist. Um, But, you know, at the same time, like, I only recorded, like, songs that I really liked. And then, like, you know, other times, I mean, I liked the songs, but, like, I just wanted to be in the moment with them. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it, it brings up this idea of why do we share some of like some of these things where like it should be for us yeah and i think that goes into a little bit of psychology where it's like we're showing these things off because we want others to think that we're cool or be jealous or be jealous that they're not in our situation and you know with the rise of the smartphone and everything like that it's just made it worse yeah um social media social media um, is regardless of snapchat yes it's think, just keeping up with the Joneses, basically. Yeah, and uh, definitely, definitely a difficult thing to like really talk about in one podcast when we're focused on technology. Right. That is a whole. Other That's a topic. whole another podcast. Um. So, with the, you know, age of the smartphone, what do you think about? Uh, let's talk about computers. Okay. Um. Talk about the traditional desktop computer mm-hmm. versus a laptop, versus a tablet. Okay. What makes you uh, think that people shift from one to the other based on, like, trends? Well, I think for me, with desktop, um, 
I immediately think of gaming for some reason. Um, I feel like there's more power in a desktop than you can get in, say, a laptop or um, a, a tablet. Right. Um, I feel like a lot of people with their desktops, they get to customize it really, really to who they are and what needs they want. Um, desktop is also used for editing softwares, um, stuff you need a lot of power <clears throat> for. Um, and then with laptop, I think of the on-the-go person. So maybe like a college student um, who likes to do their work in like Starbucks or like writers and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally love my laptop. I, I don't have a desktop, a personal desktop. Um, I have a desktop for work, but like for my job. Yeah. But, um, but I definitely love the laptop. With, with the tablet now... Um, I feel like that's very creative people. Um, I feel like it's either people that want to take the notes, like you were saying, or people that are like graphic designers or artists that are trying to keep up their craft um, and design some things. Now, they also have the desktops that you can use as tablets, basically. Yeah, like the Surface Studios, like we have in the library. Yeah. Are those the ones where it's, um, like, you can do animation and stuff on it? Yeah, like, you can hold it down, and it comes down to, like, a certain degree, Mm -hmm. um, and people just, like, write on it. Like, it's it's an electronic whiteboard. Yeah. That's definitely how animators are are doing stuff nowadays. Or uh, they use uh, Wacom pads, uh, like Wacom tablet pads oh okay. they have drawing tablets that you could just plug in yeah it's different versus like with the walking pads you're not looking at a screen you're looking at the screen in front of you but you're holding your pen and just not looking at where you're writing yeah uh, so it's a little you have to adapt to it but for sure would you agree with my assessment of of the desktop versus laptop versus tablet what's yeah, your take on it um I agree with the gaming thing. I would also add that desktops are more uh, business. Yeah. They just uh, buy desktops in bulk. Like, for example, when I worked at my local county government, um, we had hundreds of desktops just waiting to be put out. And that was just because everyone uses a desktop there, and then whenever they aren't using a desktop, they'll check out a laptop. Um, some people have laptop laptops as their, like, main computer, and they just hook up to a dock. Hmm. But... Desktops are like business oriented as well as gaming and editing. Yeah. Um, it also brings up the all in one desktops with the screen and everything, just all in one like device. Uh, right, because instead of having a monitor and like a, a tower, yeah, you they would have, have it all in one. Yeah, like the Mac we're recording at right now, all in one. Yeah, and that wouldn't have been a thing like twenty years ago. Right. No one would have even thought about that. Like, I'm sure they were thinking about it, but the technology was just not there because everything was just clunky. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Technology is just, I don't know. It's, I'm excited to see uh, what comes next. Yeah, for honestly. sure. Honestly, I can't think of anything like, what do we need in technology? I don't know. I think holograms are going to be a thing soon. They well, they've got the concerts where they're holograms. Yeah. So like they do Michael Jackson and other people like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just a matter of time before it's like able to be in the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'll be kind of like Star Wars type yeah, thing. I think that'll be past our lifetime though. Yeah. Um, I have seen where people have tried to make like tablets like paper, That's like dis- that thin. Yeah, like disposable electronics really oh i've seen something like that or it could be like reused for something yeah um hmm. 
VR is another thing too that has just popped up here in the last five years alone. Yeah, have you ever done the VR stuff? I went to a VR arcade in Orlando, Florida. Really? And it was amazing. It was $130 for three people for in 45 minutes to do a VR uh, mission. Hmm. And uh, kind of like an escape room thing. Well, kind of, yeah. But it's this big empty room that I mean it has columns and some blocks that are like there that are in the game. Right. Um, there are sensors everywhere. People build these games specifically for the size of the room. That's really cool. Um, and you have the backpack on with the headset and a gun. Hmm. And the thing with that, it was like, it, it was so immersive that you know there would be times where you're looking down. There's a plank you have to walk on, or there was one part that really freaked me out because it looked like it was a ramp going down, but the floor was flat, so my body naturally was just going down, uh-huh. and it was pretty dope. But <laughs> VR has uh, really changed the idea of what could gaming be. Yeah, um, I've used it to watch, actually puts you in it. Yeah, I used to watch where they had these special treadmills where you were latched in, but you could turn 360 and just walk with like socks on, and like it simulated running okay. or walking. Um, and I'm excited to see that really come into play or eventually it's going to be like Ready Player One. Uh, oh, that's a good movie. Where, where everyone's just in a VR world escaping the crappy real life. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think technology is going to get to a point where, you know, we just can't do anymore. You think so? At Like at this current rate, probably. And then, you know, as we explore other planets or, you know, maybe there's alien life forms out there that have their own technology that we could incorporate, but yeah. that's just, you know, a whole other thing. Like, yeah. like are there aliens out there? Like, um, <laughs> do you believe in aliens? I mean, do you? Of course. Oh, there's yeah. got to be something yeah, there's got to be something out there. That could be another episode. But it's, <laughs> it's like humanity is only able to do things up to a certain point. Right. And it's the way that all life works. You know, you peek at something and then you stay there until something else comes along, either helps you for the good or ruins you. Right. Well, just think back to like, um, well, technology is such a broad term. So um, during the Industrial Revolution, technology was like the mechanical stuff of factories. How can we make this production line quicker? Right. So that was really revolutionary for them. And they probably couldn't think of anything else. Yeah. Um, and now we're in the day and age of uh, digital stuff, um, computers, that kind of like software, hardware like type full stuff. Full movies being made out of computer-generated images. Right. They don't need tangible film anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just going to be something different, something something new. I don't know what it's going to be, but I hope, there's got to be something. I hope to live where you know I see something that just blows my mind completely. Mm-hmm. Like VR is awesome. Right, and I've, I've I've lived through that. I want to have I want it to happen again, you know. Like yeah. I want to have these experiences of this is bananas. <laughs> like what what is going to happen next? Yeah, I think it'll be really cool to see. Um, now I do want to mention the elephant in the room: how uh, technology has affected the generation. Yeah. Um, so. It's. Do you think that it's uh, made people less sociable? What are your What are your thoughts? Um. So my dad's generation is uh, Generation Y, I believe. Okay. Uh, my brother's generation is the millennial are the millennials, mm-hmm. and I am Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like there was a 
huge separation between me and my brother, but there's more communication between me and my dad hmm. based on how millennials have affected the Gen Zers. In what way? Um, Gen Zs look at millennials and they see something that they don't want to become. Hmm. And that's, you know, either too sensitive or too dependent on technology or like different things like that. Um, and I think it used to affect it a lot. Uh, communication, uh, there were a lot of communication barriers. Um, I remember I was a kid and I would be like on a device all the time. But now like I'm, I'm growing up, well, for the most part, you know, <laughs> um, I'm more mature and I know when's the best time to have technology, when's the best time to just put it away, hang out with in the moment. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't think it's going to affect it anymore because the Gen Zers are going to teach the next generation. You know, it's good to incorporate technology with communications, but there are also times where you need that face-to-face contact. Yeah, exactly. I do think that it has hindered some people in uh, Generation Z of not being able to have conversations with others. Yeah, I mean, um, that's a good point. Just because they do it digitally and they don't really know the human interaction part of it. Yeah. Um, which I think is kind of a shame. I think that Gen Z definitely suffers with the being able to confront people with things that they have problems with um, or even being able to go up to somebody that they're interested in and approach them. I feel like a lot of times nowadays it's, Oh, let me slide into their DMs. Yeah, um, which like is dumb. Yeah, and the online dating and all that kind of stuff, which is it's just going with the times. Yeah, um, but there's something special about meeting somebody in person. So me personally, I'm a very good conversationalist mm-hmm. from what I've heard from people. Yeah, um, there are oftentimes I don't believe that. <laughs> um, I'm not good with approaching like you know a girl that I'm interested in. And that's just because I'm afraid of rejection. It has nothing to do with, like, the technology and affecting, like, oh, I'm just going to text her or whatever. Yeah. Um, it has happened where, yeah, like, I'll be like, yeah, I like you over text, but then I feel like like a punk. Like, I don't think I was, like, brave enough. Yeah. Um, so I do agree. Like, there's a certain feeling you get whenever you tell someone you like them and they're, like, in your face-to-face and you're faced with it, whether they like you or not, like, you're experiencing it. Yeah. Hey, Jacob, I like you. Oh, man. I mean, I don't feel the same way, honestly. <laughs> Dang, that's all. Rejected. We, we could be friends, but that's about <laughs> it. Um, and you had said something, and I kind of get it. You know, people are missing out on conversations now. And I feel like, well, me personally, I've seen a lot of people have more conversations, like, in person recently. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, something did spark recently that's like, you know, I need to put this down. Yeah. And I need to talk to people. Um, it used to, yeah, it definitely used to be like that in high school, like people were on their phones all the time. Yeah. But because the friends that I made in high school, we're all essentially the same, like in terms of how we t- well, I'm the be- I'm the better conversationalist between all of them because anytime they're faced with strangers, they're like, Jacob, go talk to them. <laughs> like, um, but we all like you know approach each other in the sense of like you know we'll text each other we have a group chat I yeah mean, any friend group does but you know whenever we hang out in person like we try to not be on our phones yeah. unless we're showing each other like memes or whatever but we have we have a rule in my friend group that if we go out to dinner or lunch or if we're eating a meal with each other we'll put our phones in the middle of the table uh-huh. and if someone if whoever touches their phone throughout the dinner 
or lunch before the check comes. That means you have, have to pay, to pay for, for everyone's for meal. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard of that. Yep. I'm just always broken. I can't do it with my friends. <laughs> I have to get a, a stable job before I can challenge them to that. That's fair. But I also think I'd be the first one to lose. Really? Because like, I always, I mean, I do have a lot of things going on on my like phone. That's okay. But, just set it aside for an hour. Well, I mean, yeah. But what if it's like at, during a bad time where like I'm trying to deal with an emergency? Well, that's a special case. Yeah. Then that could be discussed at that time. I mean, I guess. Yeah. But I definitely think that technology has made it more accessible for people to talk to others. Um, Mm -hmm. Technology as a whole has been really beneficial in the development of the human race. Yeah. Um, It has also hindered uh, the human race by uh, attention span. mm -hmm. And uh, just, you know, we're putting these screens in front of children before they're able to mentally process what things are happening. That's true. Uh, I think television is different at a distance. You know, you keep your kids separated from the TV with a like with a good amount of distance between them. Yeah, like, like physical, a physical distance. distance. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's just sound and some images that they can see. Mm-hmm. But putting an iPad, giving your five-year-old an iPad is not the good way to go. Let them no. play outside. I man. don't think. Yeah. Like let them make friends. They can get technology when they're twelve. I mean, right. I'm definitely not going to allow my kids to have any of the iPads or anything like that when they're really young. Yeah, I think I'm given like 13. I mean, maybe a game console, but like a family game console. Right. Like, like that's in the living room. That's it. Like, yeah. But you know, definitely limited. Uh, definitely gonna. De- I see definitely a lot. I just realized. Oh my god. <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely. Definitely, definitely gonna give them a limited amount of time. Uh, not going to let them be up late because yeah. I'm learning from my mistakes. Like, not my parents' mistakes from letting me do it because they've tried to tell me to go to bed and things like that, but it didn't. It never worked out. Um, but I'm learning from my mistakes and what to tell my kids. Yeah. Well, this has definitely been um, <laughs> been a good episode, a good yeah, talk. Most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, this is Downtime with Jacob and Greg. We'll see you on the next episode. Adios. Bye-bye.